0: can't overstate the charade of loving my use of the word charade. (laughs) You suck. Did you actually clap or did you just say charade?
1: I did both. I think my clap was a bit of a charade though. You know when you clap and you kind of cup your hands, you'll either get like the perfect sort of (laughs) or if you're you're just off a little bit, it just kind of goes.
0: No, see, because I clap like I'm a seal, like. That, that for,
1: for our listeners out there, you can't really see, but it looks like she's inflicting arthritis on her wrists. It looks, imagine a, a Raggedy Ann doll that's being shaken in a windstorm.
0: It looks like it, and it is. So I have to, I, before we really start this charade. Uh...
1: I think we have an episode title.
0: Yay! Uh, only two minutes. Nope, not even. Um... So I was watching MSNBC, as you do, and they, they're they talking about the 4th Congressional District and the election in Kansas. And they're, they were talking about Wichita, but they said Wichita. And I was like, have I? Hold, hold on a second. Have I been pronouncing Wichita wrong for the last 28 years of my life?
1: A moment of crisis.
0: Well, and I mean, it's, but the thing is, she stuttered on it, and that, but then she repeated it. And I was really confused because I was like, "Well, normally you correct yourself. You don't just like you're not like aggressively insisting that this is still how you pronounce it."
1: Well, I don't know. Is she in the Trump White House?
0: Mm, don't think so. I mean, to be fair, I, w- I was I was getting ready to set up my my equipment, so because
1: that sounds that sounds like something Kellyanne Conway would do. It's pronounced Wichita.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it was it was a news personality, but I don't believe there was any political like affiliation with what she was reporting she was just talking about the fourth congressional district of kansas as you do because i mean who who of us cannot be beholden to having done that on a tuesday afternoon
1: well i think all news personalities have some political allegiance they all have some party they're secretly working for uh rachel maddow for example for example uh is a member of the whig party so there you go (laughs) not with an h she started her own thing
0: yeah no <laughs> um how was jury duty
1: well i uh will not get to serve on a jury but um other than that it was a nice uh, nice reprieve from work only to step into a shit storm afterwards sorry um, yeah,
0: right? sorry i exist I know you're not talking. Yes, about me. you're
1: my work. You're my work, Adair.
0: <laughs> I I mean, I believe you've said I'm a lot of work. So what
1: if uh, what if I had business cards made up? It was like VP of a Ad- of Dare Affairs.
0: Someone's got to do it. It's sure as hell not me. Um, so uh, I have I have two things that I want to note. I I drove around a lot yesterday because I was I was basically an Uber without getting paid i got paid in like half a coffee and a blintz so i mean
1: who were you driving
0: my siblings because my brother was in town for the day seattle weather was completely insane it was i think i went through three seasons yesterday because it started out and it was super super sunny then i went to have some breakfast and then it rained a bunch and I was like okay never mind whatever and then it was like windy and then like it was half raining and half sunny and then there was a rainbow and i was just i was very confused
1: any more seasons and we'll have to start calling you frankie valley
0: no i don't accept that joke um but (laughs) anyway (laughs) i was listening to i was catching up on 20 minutes of banter as i do when i'm driving a lot and so <laughs> You're
1: binge binging 20 minutes well i
0: i i was like th- two or three episodes behind i i think i i got busy at the end of march and so i missed a few this is my I, this is me just lying to your face
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> you do, don't you feel weird when they start to pile up in your in your uh, podcast app well, yeah. Whatever you use, I don't know what you use, but I use iTunes. Like any like show, you start getting more and more of them, and you're like, That's so many hours of Ira Glass talking.
0: I know. <laughs> and, well, and I feel really bad when I do that with Secret Weapon podcasts, because then I'm like, Well, I don't assume everyone in Secret Weapon Productions listens to every episode of my podcast, but I I do feel this like obligation, like this camaraderie, and I, I want to, but at a certain point I'm like, Oh my god, like I need to get my act together but I've also been reading a lot on my off time so it's been it's been a whole thing but anyway after listening long story long listening to three 20 minutes of banter episodes and I had some notes that I was like I wanted to talk to Dan about these things one of which is how did you get Cameron on your podcast
1: um
0: he did a great impression of himself
1: real real answer uh I, I i've been a real sad sack and i think he felt bad for me when he was over hanging out
0: <laughs> and he was like what can i do dan do you need some crackers could you be on my podcast like,
1: you want to be on my podcast <laughs>
0: wow. and
1: he was like i don't really have a choice of this do i and i was like
0: no do you think we could get him on uh slow claps for when i'm in new york
1: oh hell yeah yeah, yeah? we can make that happen cool. we should uh should talk about music specifically Ooh. musical theater then he'll be all then we'll give him the bug he'll catch our uh our oral herpes rurger ah <laughs> oh, i'm from montana i was almost the rural jur ah, curses
0: man you should have been you just mm-hmm. ruined you just ruined everything
1: i know No, instead i just got sent to a holding room with everybody who didn't speak English well enough or wasn't a citizen. And I'm like, why am I here? And why haven't you let us go?
0: because they can't uh,
1: No, I, I honestly think it was because of my work hours.
0: Because mm. they
1: yeah. have you write down your work hours and they don't want people who are gonna be working before or after jury duty. And if I've got an evening event, jury duty ends at five, I'm still gotta go. So. Yeah, no, I get that. Or they had enough white guys and they were like, no. <laughs>
0: we're done we're 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 tapped out forever Um, uh so yeah that was one of my things because i was like oh man i want cameron on all my podcasts i do like that he 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 referred to the theme song of dizzy channel original friendship as a ditty
1: Dem ditties Dem
0: ditties (laughs) Uh, that'd be
1: a great name for a music store Dem ditties
0: (laughs) oh god we yeah let's just uh, let's just make up names for things that we will never use let's just do band names let's have this whole podcast just be band names or
1: novels band names we we do a lot so let's let's start let's do stores let's do stores places that sell sell
0: my big thing is i write i write the titles of like what my memoir my memoir would be but it can't be a a memoir it can't be a memoir it has to be a memoir (laughs)
1: a <laughs> memoir. What a charade.
0: It's for, for its moi. <laughs> God, this is awful. I immediately am regretting this. See, uh,
1: this is the thing about creative endeavors in general. Brainstorming. Just yeah, throwing stuff out is there. All this is we a do. two-person writer's room. That's what this is. We're, anyone, just, we're just saying shit.
0: <laughs> anyone ever stones. wonders what our actual phone conversations are about? It's it's basically this.
1: I like to think that there's one person out there who subscribed to this and 20 minutes of banter. And sees the Venn diagram that is my sanity. Is like, oh, so he's just a little off. That uh, he kind of pushes it or suppresses it, but he's just
0: uh, just a little off. Yeah, I feel like you you definitely suppress it for 20 minutes of banter. That's you normal. And my other comment was there is an episode where you are not in it actually. You are not in your podcast. And uh, it is it is uh, the Pokemon that is Clark. Hi, Clark. And uh, he makes a comment, and it. I was really glad that I was in a parking lot when I heard it because I, I actually stopped reversing and just like looked at my radio and was just like, what? Because he stated, or it was a question he posed and he said, it's marching band season soon, isn't it? And I just went, what?
1: I I kind of hope he means open season on marching bands, (laughs) like Clark's going hunting for band
0: Well, that's how I took it at first. And then I was just like, oh, it's like the day. And then Austin just was like, every season's marching band season. It was just, it was, it was hard (laughs) to, to not just talk to myself at that point. I actually had a whole moment where I wanted to text you and say marching band season. And I'm like, no, I'll wait. I'll wait to the podcast.
1: We'll get, uh, we'll get Clark a shirt that says Marching Band Season. Oh,
0: yeah. I had another question for you. This is just completely off topic. Okay. What would be the Hogwarts houses of everyone in Secret Weapons? Because I was thinking about this today. Because this is where my brain goes.
1: We got a lot of puffs. We got a we lot of We do
0: have puffs. a lot of puffs. We do. We have a lot we've, of puffs. I'd say Clark and Alyssa are both Hufflepuffs.
1: Yeah. Alyssa's a little more um, Ravenclaw-y. Yeah. yeah,
0: she's Huffleclaw, I would say. Yeah,
1: she's a Huffleclaw. Um, I think, though, officially, if I remember, Pottermore she's she's a Ra- she's a Gryffindor.
0: Yeah, um, I could see that so too.
1: Our our perception, um, Austin's a Slytherin. Oh
0: yeah, Austin's definitely a Slytherin,
1: but not, not he's not ambitious. No, it's uh, so he's, he's like a, a crabber
0: Goyle type Slytherin. <laughs>
1: he's a he's a he's a Slytherclaw.
0: He's a Slytherclaw.
1: Maya, I think, is um, a Hufflepuff.
0: I really would say Maya's full on Gryffindor. Honestly, yeah. I would say yeah, she's yeah, full on Gryffindor.
1: She's pretty brave.
0: She's a pretty brave lass.
1: I mean, have you seen some of the shoes she tries to pull off? Brave. <laughs> brave. Oh. Love you, Maya.
0: <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast. What are you
1: No one listens to this podcast. <laughs> the only
0: time Maya listens to this podcast is when we're making drinks for Disney Channel. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to play you some of the podcast. <laughs> or like we're driving and I force her to listen to it. Hey,
1: you're sober right now.
0: Hey, you know what? You need to hear your friends talking.
1: Hi, although, friends.
0: Although there, hey, friends, welcome back. Uh, although That's there, there was the Oscar podcast. She did laugh like full on when she was listening to it.
1: It's a good podcast. Mm. Oh, I still owe you a movie. I was
0: about to say, you owe me a movie. I do. Anyway, Amazon Point. What 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 would you what would you say your uh, your house is? Hmm.
1: Okay, I'm going to say what I think my house is, mm-hmm. and you're going to say what you think my house is on the count of three, okay?
0: D- and we, we're we doing house, not a combo house, right?
1: Yeah, just straight house. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Gryffindor. <laughs> See? And I, when I took the test, Gryffindor.
0: Yeah, um, and we'll do the same now with me. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. One, two. One, two, three. <laughs> Three <laughs> Ravenclaw. <laughs> that was that was not as I blame
1: Google for this and, and so much more. Well, I was going to say and some some targeted advertising based on my search history, which is not okay.
0: It always thinks I want an octopus wine bottle opener. The one time, um, yeah. And then I would say Riley. I would say Hufflepuff.
1: Yeah, he's he's a puff.
0: I'd say he's, he's a puff. puff.
1: We got a lot of puffs. We got some good hard work in Montana, And um, we have Courtney pe- coming.
0: Oh, we have Courtney coming in to the. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say she's Gryffindor as well.
1: Hardcore Gryffindor. She's like I hardcore.
0: Am. I think she's the most Gryffindor of all of us.
1: She's Gryffindor.
0: She's. <laughs> yep.
1: I I have been up since four forty five and I'm starting to feel a little punchy. So. Me
0: too. Ooh. Can you tell? <laughs> The number one text I get in the morning now. Did you sleep?
1: Yep. (laughs) You up? (laughs) Am I not?
0: (laughs) Man, I should just text you when I wake up. You up? I dare. It's three hours later. Like, of course I'm up.
1: (laughs) Yep. Even if you
0: woke up at a normal time.
1: Yeah, even if... I'm like, 4.45 is a time when I'm used to being awake. Happens most nights. But like, then you forget. You try to force yourself to go, no, no, I fight you.
0: Is that how you do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of you fighting yourself.
1: Do you want to hear um something that's probably ironic? I'll run it through the filter as I'm speaking.
0: Okay, uh, more set. Tell last me. Last
1: night, knowing that I had to get up super early, had a long day, I was like all ready to wind down and go to bed super early. But then I'm talking to my wife, having a good time, start watching a couple episodes of Parks and Rec, and then she's ready for bed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not. I, I haven't taken the dog out. There's plenty left in my routine. So when I get back, in an effort to better myself, I, uh, I watch a YouTube video about how to become an early riser from a med student. He does a, a med school crash course YouTube channel. And he te- it's like a med school survival guide. He talks about how to make yourself into a morning person, an early riser. Because, you know, sometimes they people have to get up at 3.30 for morning rotations. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this video, hoping to gain insight, and I'm literally doing everything wrong as he's describing it. And I don't mean literally the way our generation uses literally. I mean literally. You shouldn't be looking at screens. Ah, oh, damn it. You should, have, you should have transitioned into nighttime clothes, like pajamas as part of your ritual. Damn it. You should set up a pattern that you do consistently. As I finish a drink, decided I'm not going to have another one, then go mm, and go back and get another drink. He's like, try to try to shift your your screen. Get an, an app that changes the coloring of your screen to you know the right warmer tones as it goes later into the day. And I'm like flipping frantically. Go, all right, I got one. I got one of the things. He's like, now do that every day for for uh, two months. It's like fuck this. Never. Then you uh, threw it's not your screen it. that
0: doesn't have the right screen shade. Uh, I, I just through. threw in my
1: phone and said, I'm never sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier um, this way. I just won't sleep.
0: I love it. Um, no, I'm doing everything wrong too. Then, oh well. I, <laughs> I have a new drink that I I've concocted. What are you looking at?
1: Is that a new tattoo?
0: No, I got this one in October.
1: Oh, I just haven't seen it in person.
0: Oh yeah, no, you haven't. Because
1: I haven't. I haven't seen you. I yeah, know, so but I've we'll, saw we'll change picture, that next was... week,
0: month. Month. Yeah.
1: I saw, I saw a picture of it, but I just haven't seen it in person.
0: Yeah. It's it's the one I got in Austin with my mom and my wow. mom has the same tattoo.
1: And it's finally um, less long sleeve weather over there. So yeah, you're, that's you're true. showing off your wrist.
0: It's been actually really sunny yeah. lately. It's been nice. I mean, it rains still because Seattle, but it's been nice.
1: I got sunburned today.
0: Oh my God. Well, I mean, that's just normally you going outside, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're kind of translucent
1: yep, I have a condition it's called being Norwegian <laughs>
0: noted oh. Oh. so I invented a drink and by invented I mean I put some things together and it's been like my go to drink if I'm going to have a drink I'm going to say drink three more times Drink. tell drink, me what
1: you drink. call it and I... I'll try to guess what's in it
0: By call, if I tell you what I call it um, you're not going to get it <laughs> Let's see. I call it Half a Death Star.
1: Half a Death Star. Okay. So there's something dark in there. Nope. Oh, um, so the, the name is... I am tempted to call it... Well, or just to say that it's Moonshine. Because if it's Half a Death Star, I'm thinking you're going with what Mark Hamill was drinking during Return of the Jedi. And during the filming of that, he just drank nothing but Moonshine until they ran out and then he switched to Paint Thinner while they were filming in the Redwood.
0: That's not the moonshine I was looking for. Um, oh!
1: That's, oh, that that's Star Wars themed liquor, sh- liquor store. That's no moonshine.
0: Yeah, right. No, the title has nothing to do with what is in the drink, except for it does.
1: <laughs> okay, run it down for me. Kyber crystals?
0: Yes, there you go. Took you long enough. My my plethora of kyber crystals.
1: The one you wear around your neck that your mother gave you and you never talk about again.
0: Well, it but it got her connected to the one fellow. Because he sensed the kyber crystal. Because he was a guardian of the kyber crystal. Yeah, that's,
1: that's a pretty weak plot point. You know what?
0: You're a pretty weak plot point. <laughs> I watched that movie twice this weekend. And I also watched Two Towers. And... Mm. Um, this is the person I am.
1: <laughs> like things where lots of people die.
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to hear some screams.
1: <laughs> just to feel anything.
0: Probably best not to say that stuff with my boss And here. I love that <laughs> She's also a child every...
1: <laughs> care professional, folks. Don't be
0: alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that always when we're recording, it's just like a different backdrop for me. <laughs> it's like, where's a dare now? Where in the should... world is a dare? dare. Rice. Yeah. Rice. I love Rogue One. I really do, and uh, uh, I also love Two Towers. It's my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. I, the Battle
1: of Helm's Deep. Uh, there's a great nerd writer video on it, but it's such a well constructed battle. It's, it's such a it's a gr- it's a movie within the movie. The dramatic arc of that battle is fantastic. The little victories that they have, yeah. and the, the defeats as they slowly get pushed back, and then the dramatic final moment when gandalf comes over the hill and they actually and he brings
0: carl urban the- because he knows every franchise needs carl urban
1: i think that carl urban is like a i don't want to say a knockoff or a diet version he he's my preferred dwayne the rock johnson in that he's my franchise steroids if i want to beef up a franchise if i want to make something uh some franchise better then carl urban's my guy like I'm- thor ragnarok even though we yeah. only saw him for just a second Wait, where is he in the tra- guns, trailer? I
0: didn't see him. I just saw he's, after um, the fact that he was um, uh, in what's it.
1: This? I, think, I think the character's name is, uh, not Scar, <laughs> Savage? I don't, I don't recall the character's name, but Shaved Head, he's shooting two guns in it. Okay. And he's typically depicted with a, a battle axe. But he's usually the henchman of the Enchantress, but okay. they're kind of rolling... Um, Enchantress, Hela and Death from the cosmic stuff into one character for Kate Blanchett. Well yeah, and that Katie was Hela.
0: that was one of my my uh, curiosities was with the whole thing with Thanos like he's in love with Death and they hadn't brought that in yet. And so are they making her the love interest then?
1: I think I think that's the plan, that's, especially cuz she just looks so awesome.
0: She yeah, although there was a thing when I was watching Two Towers of um, we were discussing Kate Blanchett, my friend Lisa and I, and I, and we were just like, is she Is she a good actor or is she just tall? Because um, that's not Billy her best show. Billy on the street, show. street, street. Because it, it's not her best showing. I mean, it's not like, she doesn't have a lot to do in that movie, but it was one of those things where I was like, ah. um, but yeah, she looks amazing. That trailer, when I I, I, I felt like you would nerd out with me. There were just like, there were like three people when I saw that where I was like, I need to tell everyone.
1: And I was in a, I was in a cab, very annoyed with my job when you text me that.
0: And so you brightened needed my it. day. God, Taika, right? He's gonna mm. get so much praise. Deft touch, Deft yeah. touch. He's amazing. I love him. Mm-hmm. This this podcast is dedicated to him. Not that he Dedicated cares. to Tyka. <laughs> Not Tyko I
1: was gonna say, Taika, Ty- I was th- I was trying to get to a Tyko pun but yeah i mean now, like i just i just it. kind of
0: beelined it tonka
1: but, truck no
0: no yeah so i'm gonna re-watch after we leave we leave this shenanigans um this charade and go and watch the ragnarok trailer like four more times that that last 20 seconds though it's so him when he's like we know each other from work <laughs> <We're> <laughs> friends like, from work <laughs> oh my god oh,
1: that i mean he's I doing it. the thing that the reason Thor is so good in the Avengers movies and shitty in the Thor movies is because Chris Hemsworth is a comedian. Yeah, he he's really like is. John Ham. He's just a really good looking funny guy. That's that's who he yeah, is. Yeah, that's
0: actually like that's that was something a comparison I made recently where I was like, John Ham really just wants to be in comedy. Like he is good in serious roles, but he you can tell when he's happy. It's like just in Timberlake. Is that you with suspenders?
1: Yeah, that's him in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in the courtroom scene I, where he's oh, got God, fake yeah. suspenders on and then he eats he realizes he doesn't have suspenders, oh, so he puts God. his hands in his pockets. I
0: loved him in that.
1: I oh and I'm on trying to put Rock. the glove on. John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> he's no he's just
0: handsome. He doesn't know how to do anything.
1: No, we'll we'll wait.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but that I think I think that's the secret that the Thor movies were missing is they didn't really give him any jokes or let him be funny
0: well there was that initial part in the first Thor Kenneth Branagh I think got part of it he really wanted to stick with some of uh, some more serious themes but he got this idea of especially Thor pre like his realization of being a powerful god and being like the rightful ruler of Asgard like when he's just kind of a tool he made him very funny like when he drops the beer glass he's like another and they're all just like um another
1: just sma- oh yeah. That's a good. The fish out of water comedy always works well with Thor when he's on earth. I like mm-hmm. that stuff. I agree. But I th- my favorite Thor line to date was in The First Avengers and I said that's your brother and he's adopted. <laughs> oh no,
0: when yeah, they're like he killed 82 people and he's like he's adopted. Yeah. He's he may be evil, but he is still my brother. With he my killed two people. He's adopted. <laughs>
1: he's is adopted. <laughs>
0: Uh. I uh, <laughs> like that we're both just like let's just talk about superheroes. It, m- it makes everything different.
1: I I dedicate this podcast to Chris
0: Hemsworth.
1: <laughs> let's be bros, bro.
0: Let's let's dedicate so this podcast dedicated to Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth. You know, both uh both from both Kiwis. I mean, one New Zealand, one Australian. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're big fans. Let's record our... see na-
1: and if they can if they can get along then there's hope for all of us.
0: Of course they can get along. Those They, they are an honest and kind people down there.
1: <laughs> it's better in the Southern Hemisphere. Let's go to the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. This Northern one blows. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking of, how you doing, buddy? Uh, vocal fry. Um, yeah, that's hey, that's great. my job. I'm yeah. the one with the vocal fry. Uh, how can you tell Dan and Adair apart? Dan's Norwegian. Adair has the vocal fry.
1: Dan's the one who sounds like a girl.
0: Adair <laughs> <laughs> does not.
1: I have such a high voice. The the John Mullaney comparison is apt. Yes. Because I talk like a little boy. Um. God,
0: that was good. Could you right? just record <laughs> you doing all of the Comeback Kid for me when I'm sad? So when I'm sad, I can just listen to that.
1: Because Bill Clinton never forgets a bitch.
0: Oh, I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm drinking so much coffee, I'm shaking. Hi, Bill. <laughs>
1: uh, hi, Karen. Um, no, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, work, life, family. Are, all are all hmm.
0: things that exist.
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, going through some. I used to be on a nice, predictable three-year cycle with the uh, the deep parts of my depression, the, like, nasty pit part, mm-hmm. um, and now I guess I've moved to a five-year cycle, so I thought I'd beat it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> See,
0: that's that's where that's where you you you, you struggle then, because, like, that was me, too, where I'm like, yeah, and then, right. no, <laughs> as I fall oh. into a pit. Some sort mm-hmm. of sand monster catches me. I don't know.
1: <sighs> yeah Um. yeah the last time I just felt like walk in front of a car shitty it was senior year of college and I just was like had set up my schedule such and had uh, foregone some obligations that I could just kind of live in a chasm and not really be I, I'd i insulated myself from other people I withdrew as much as I could and that was five years ago. So I'm not um, I'm not in the same place anymore. And it's not possible for me to retreat like that. Like I can't just, you know, I can't drop out of my job. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Would that I could. Know. Yeah, right. And uh, I, I do cohabitate with a lovely person who is, uh, you know, adept enough to be like, hey, buddy, what's, uh, what's going on? <laughs> Whereas the last time I lived with Clark and, uh, you know, two depressives passing in the night. That's
0: that's um, a lesser known Frank Sinatra song, but also very beautiful. Very haunting.
1: It was his duet with Dean Martin. Yep. <laughs> they were both drunk. It was beautiful.
0: Sounds like college.
1: Yeah, right? Mm. But, uh, yeah, I've got um, looking at therapists for the first time in my life. So that's a fun little... Side trip. Uh, yep. And then, you know, the last time I didn't talk to my parents about it until it was over. Um, because my parents are very... Mm, they're boomers. And they don't know how to talk about... My dad. My dad's pretty good about listening. But um, they don't know how to relate to this. Yeah. So... So, you know, you try to give them just just the tiniest bit of honesty and it's, that's too much, man.
0: Whoa there, feelings.
1: Yep. Yep. Lots and lots and lots of them. So, yeah, on on Monday, my phone was exploding and I was trying to figure out if I'm going home or not for my grandma's funeral. Um, I was there when she died, which was, I think, the more important thing. Lots of lots of writing stuff. Lots of things that I'm like. You just can't shake. Yeah. Um, but uh, she went twelve hours after I got there, so I. Uh, it's it's interesting, and kind of haunting to, w- just watch a body shut down, like in the last bit and like how rapid and how you can like really you can you can see the shadow of death coming over a person like the the physical changes and the the like the body changes it's not decomposition obviously but it's it's uh it's a really marked and noticeable thing yeah and it was uh it was very intense but um yeah. Anyways, Monday was a bad day. I kind of had a breakdown at work, so I'm. Uh, you know when jury duty is like a, a happy place that yeah. things need to change. Um. But I was, yeah. So it's been, um, it's been hard to write, uh, because it's not. It's getting better now, actually. That's why I had to break with the the epic poem, is because I can't. Uh, it took on that endeavor at the worst possible time because writing
0: I, knows no schedule.
1: Yeah, right. I'm like, I have no go juice for this though. This is something I want to do, but now is not the time. This is <laughs> not the moment of the big magic. I can't enter into the contract. I can't. Uh, I yeah. can't do it. But I was like, no, damn it! I'm the master of my creative force, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um, and that was a terrible idea because I don't, I don't have, I don't have that much to give right now. Like I wrote a page of my screenplay today, or my uh, my TV pilot, and that was a big victory, because <laughs> that was more than I've done in a long time, because um, it's just not a, not a fun way to, not a fun way to feel, and I hate that it's affecting things, but, you know, I liked the poem that I wrote today. I did, too. And I was like, this is a this is a healthy way to use these feelings. Yeah.
0: a little depressing, but but healthy. Yeah, I was actually talking to someone about how I get now like this. I get why so many like famous authors and poets. Uh, are depressed like why like it seems like everyone has like depression or has like some sort of issue and it's because when you're so busy living your life and you're happy you don't focus on those emotions but when you're depressed and you're sad you're constantly and some beautiful things come from it and i know i'm a better writer when i'm sad like i am it's just it's how i formulate my thoughts and like i sent you that poem like that fucking depressing mm-hmm. poem the other day and but it was just like this is how I'm feeling right now but it actually came out in a pretty way and but I'm like I'd rather just be happy like I just I just want to be happy at this point
1: and isn't it isn't it weird to try and reconcile those things of like I having an honest connection to some emotion or feeling and wanting to to recognize it mm-hmm. and to use it and to say okay shitty feelings what do you have to say? And then you can see the beauty in it and you can appreciate it and you can like what you wrote, but then it doesn't f- fix it. No. And it's like, what do you do with all these beautiful thoughts on death and pain? It's Sometimes it feels it feels like an exorcism. Mm-hmm. On good days, it's an exorcism. It's like, let me take this weird, crazy thing that just popped in and get it out of my system and it works and it's done. It's when you're, it's when you're swimming in adjectives. To describe just the grossness of your soul, that you you start uh, at least for me personally, I'm not going to speak universally. You start to drown in your own sorrow, and you just feel the weight of darkness around you. And if you can grab a few words and string something together, it's great. But it's uh, it's not enough to make a raft.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I'm realizing right now I'm just sort of at this defeatist place and, and uh, I turned my car on yesterday and it said, uh, uh, so a uh, backstory of my car, I, it got hit by an Uber driver around the new year, which I think I told you. Yeah, I sent you a picture right after it happened. Um, and then a few weeks ago, I parked it and randomly it just shattered. <laughs> like, it was just this like insane thing where it just like shattered uh, the passenger side window did. And uh, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, it wasn't like the big window, it was just the passenger side window, but it was just like one of those things that they think it had to do with when the car had hit me because it was that side and they think there was a crack in the window and it just because I hadn't been using it because it had been rainy, the rainy season that it was once I was using it because it was nice out that that happened. It was super weird. It was a very bizarre thing. But then I turned my car on yesterday and it's like the first time I really had left the house in a while. And it, I turned my car on, and uh, it said, "Your front air, uh, the front air of your tire is low. You need to get the that fixed." And I just, I had this moment, and I just sat and I looked at it, and I just put my head down, and I was like, "I just want to sell my car." <laughs> like, and it's not like it was a particularly challenging thing, but it was just one of those things where I was like, "I'm just done right now. There, I have nothing left to give right now, and every bit of my feelings." Like, they just, I'm just deflated. Like, that, I'm a deflated version of myself right now. And to the point that that little indicator, I was just like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go to, like, Jiffy Lube to get this fixed. I just want to sit and, like, hide. But I was like, this is sort of, it's manifested in this, like, lazy, deflated nature of, of I'm not getting off the couch or I'm gonna get off the couch but I'm just gonna like stumble around. It is what it is, but it just sort of some days even those small things just feel like they're like chipping away at you and then eventually you're just gonna fracture into a million pieces.
1: Right? It's like drowning in sand one grain at a time. Yeah,
0: it's like that scene and never ending story. God
1: So sad.
0: Yes. i am that horse
1: right maybe i bet that that movie's probably why our generation talks about this stuff they're like oh that's how i feel i'm the horse
0: at least you're not the dragon
1: yeah i'm the dog looking dragon thing
0: the furry dragon yeah The furry um, dragon. my mom's dog when he bounds around sometimes he looks like an ottoman and other times he looks like Falcor. We just call him yeah. Broomtail because he just has yeah. this gigantic tail. <laughs> yes, that is that you riding on my mom's dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Speaking of uh, expressing feelings, I eh, it reminds me of something. So I'm just gonna share it with you. <laughs> it's only words, unless they're true. David Mamet. The uh, the father of uh, Jasha Mamet who just had her final appearance on Girls on HBO.
1: Yeah, A.K.A. the only one who got through that show came out the other side and you're like oh, you're the good one. You're well, the cool it, one.
0: It, I actually did like uh, did you watch the episode that happened on Sunday?
1: Courtney did. Yeah. I caught, I caught well, a and little I, bit. Of it. it
0: was kind of brilliant. It was just like, you know what? If you like, look how it started and she just sort of calls it. She's like, we're not friends. This isn't a healthy dynamic. I am getting married to someone who makes me happy and it's healthy and that's what I'm gonna do because I'm tired of dealing with bullshit that makes me unhappy. And I was just like, I just like that she just called it. And I was like, damn. Like she did she wasn't in much of this season. And so it was kind of nice cause she had such a huge transition the last season because she was in Japan. And so I'm I'm interested to see how it ends. It's last episode's on Sunday. And you know, I feel like, cause it's the last episode that those, the two cousins, Jess and Shoshana are in. And so that was their, that was their exit. And now it's just, you know, I guess Hannah having a kid. I did find it yeah, ironic right? that she's gonna have a son. I was like, oh, <laughs> guess man. you're gonna have to rename the sequel of the show. What if he's a rapist? <laughs> That's the but uh, just so you know that when I talk about girls that's the my internal monologue voice I get all
1: I like it I get all
0: flummy I sort of it's how I emulate uh, you making fun of Austin. Uh,
1: I saw speaking of HBO female empowerment shows I saw <laughs> Courtney showed me a shot of Carrie Bradshaw looking listfully at her uh, computer out her window and said as our country veered towards the edge of World War three I thought, Maybe it was time that I started world war me.
0: (laughs) I love your wife for so many reasons.
1: Me too. She's the tits.
0: Yeah. When you are processing things, I very much want to be there for you, but it is a wonderful thing to know you have such an amazing partner and that even if I can't be there for you or if I can't give you the advice that you need, that you have this person because she's pretty phenomenal. I am a. I think so. I am a firm, uh, fan of the Courtney camp.
1: Now, and we uh, we started to get friendly. The last time I was like this, like when she.
0: I was about to say, just like we uh, recently became friendly. That's nice.
1: No, when uh, when when Courtney and I became friends, I was like, I was in a, I was in a very dark place, but I was also aggressive about it. <laughs> it's just like. You don't want to talk to me. I'm, I'm a problem.
0: I'm bad news. I'm a rebel without a cause.
1: Oh, no, I had a cause, and it was self-destruction. <laughs> I was the president of that club.
0: I was programmed for yes. etiquette, not self-destruction. Gotta do another Star Wars reference. Oh, I never told you what's was in my Star Wars drink. No, you didn't. It's... I
1: was hoping it'd be a mystery.
0: <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It's mezcal, spicy salt, and some like adwala peach puree or like orange puree, like something thick. So it like the mezcal like, and the spice kind of heats up the juice, but it's like still, you can taste the spice of the, and the smokiness of the mezcal. But the reason why it's called Half a Death Star is I have a Death Star ice cube mold, and I always put half the Death Star ice cube mold in the drink. And I learned uh, this drink is sort of roughly off of something I did when I was in Mexico and it was how they were serving mezcal was like these oranges and they had spicy salt on them. And then like you do the shot of mezcal and you eat the orange. And so it's like kind of a play on that. It's really good, but it's like not good because it's delicious. And I feel
1: like mezcal is to tequila what mm, I guess... At least in, in drinking culture, what rye is to bourbon. Not in actuality, but in the manner no, in which... I totally get that. ...we have uh, our hip drinking selves. It's like, when did everybody quit drinking tequila and start drinking Mezcal? And it's like, when did everybody quit drinking bourbon and start drinking rye? Pretty soon it's going to be like, uh, when did everybody start drinking motor oil and quit drinking gasoline? Like, <laughs>
0: yep, yeah, that's that's where we're going.
1: That's where we're For
0: going. our Mad Max Jerry Road world that we're creating. Because, you know, you have... Witness me! <laughs> There's a an apartment building that's being built in Ballard. You're just... You just mime spraying so No <laughs> one can see this. <laughs> you're miming the silver paint. Nice.
1: Now pretend I'm Nicholas Holt, but I won the breakup with uh
0: Jennifer Lawrence.
1: I wanted to say Aniston, and I knew that was wrong.
0: <laughs> Although was... they'd be so cute. <laughs> I mean, it'd be weird, but it'd be cute. Weird, would be yeah, cute. I you don't know. Um,
1: yeah, there's
0: a there's a uh a new apartment complex in Ballard, the neighborhood I live in. Don't stalk me. But I uh <laughs> it's called Valhalla, and I have every time I'm walking in the farmer's market, I just like make a joke about it, even if no one's with me. <laughs>
1: they named it Valhalla. They ma-
0: named it Valhalla. And so like the first time I saw it, thank God, I was with Megan, who is a huge Mad Max Fury Road fan. And so we like we're talking about it and we're like, you need at least two to three witnesses to get into that apartment complex <laughs> it was it was really adult of us. Oh. But yeah,
1: yeah I, I would have gone Norse mythology with it and just started fist fighting people in the lobby. Be like, it's OK. We're all going to get better and do this tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. And I like your wife a lot to bring it on back to her. He's the best. Uh, did you see who the host of SNL next week is? Or this coming Saturday? You're going to love it. Lu-
1: Louis C.K. was last. Yeah, and, who, and he was
0: great. He was great. I I was a huge. There's a, there's a sketch where he has just these big eyelashes. And I was like, this is. And he's this lawyer. And so no one will listen to like the points he's making. He's just like, uh, you should check out my Twitter. I like did a lot of it. And I at one point just said, I would totally buy a sectional couch from Louis C.K. It was good. It was random and good. But uh, as is Louis C.K. No, it is the worst thing I could possibly think of. Not the worst thing. But it's damn near close. Jimmy Fallon.
1: Uh
0: Ah! I mean, I'm going to watch it. And we're going to talk about it next podcast.
1: No, I'm I'm not going to. If I know he's coming... It's like, if you know that the train's going to get delayed... You don't get on that train. What was funny? If I know that Jimmy Fallon's going to be on something, I'm not going to do it.
0: What well, was funny because I uh, was like, well, uh, what's, I mean, maybe the musical guest is going to be really good and that's like how they're going to bring me in. And then I was like, ah, Harry Styles. I like, think this is just, this is appealing to a whole different set of sensibilities than I understand.
1: I think they're trying to get our older siblings And our younger sibling. Like, I feel like my my age range is not, like, I'm too old for Harry Styles and I'm too young for Jimmy Fallon. I I assume it's an age thing. I mean, I I think I'm not too,
0: too young for Jimmy Fallon, but I just don't, I don't like him. He annoys me.
1: I would rather watch Taxi Cab. Or was it just called Taxi? It was just
0: called Taxi. That's what I was like.
1: It was just called Taxi. It's like
0: Taxi Cab. Taxi well, Cab can... Driver. It's this weird yeah. combination where it's Jimmy Fallon doing his Robert De Niro impression. It's really weird. I like
1: to think that Uber <laughs> started solely because people did not want to be In taxis confused anymore. <laughs> with someone from that movie. Yep. Oh, you drive a taxi. You like that movie Taxi? No, I do not. And I would like to resolve this situation.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I think you're right. I think you just figured it out. You just solved. Mm-hmm. You just solved the clue. You know what would make me feel better right now?
1: Depressing podcast recommendations.
0: No, I would love to hear a bit from your from your your play.
1: My future Pulitzer Prize winner.
0: Yeah. Well, what was funny was when I was rereading it because I hadn't read it since like you sent it to me almost a year ago, I think. And so
1: two years. Two... I wrote that in fifteen.
0: Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't send it to me initially.
1: Yeah, I did. Did you? Yes. Yeah, I would have sent it. Uh, probably would have been like August. Probably. Okay.
0: Well, I guess yeah. That's. I guess for me, I I think of that as less a year, but I'm I'm not good with days.
1: So it's okay.
0: It's why it's why I'm dying young and uh i don't know but it was funny going back to it because i hadn't i hadn't read it since the first time and i really liked it the first time but then i was like oh man i need to reread this again but i would i would if you if you would uh enlighten me i would i would love to hear it
1: a little setup i wrote myself a ditty not a ditty there's no music in this um camera play... <laughs> Cameron. hello hello
0: is anyone there i'm <laughs> so <anyone> alone <laughs> I've fallen. Cameron's not that My old. My hips
1: are bad. Uh, I wrote this play a couple of years ago for a playwriting contest. It uh, really motivated me. I wrote it in uh, just a couple of months, but it's um, a political play about um, a senator's children and uh, the consequences of what one of them does. So I'm dun- going to dun- do a, a hard rewrite on it because it's easier than writing something new, and I think I'm gonna put together a little a little reading of it, I think. I might even record it.
0: I wanna do it with you! Nah, no, it's okay. <gasps> I don't expect you to want me on that. <gasps> is there a character with a strong vocal fry? If so, I'm your girl.
1: McCoy could. The, the, uh, the FBI agent. Or is she a marshal? See, I haven't even looked at my own notes in two years. Anyways. <laughs> Go for it. So this is the patriarch of this family. His name is Senator Byrne. I didn't really need to set that up because his first slide kind of tells you that. (laughs) I am your father and a sitting U.S. senator. I don't care what you think of me. I don't care what your hang-ups are. But these are the facts. I can make tomorrow very easy or very hard for you. And that will define the next few years of your life. Maybe even the rest of it. So be quiet. Do what your lawyer told you. And I will continue to make your life easy for you no matter how badly you fuck it up. If you don't, you are going to be in for the kind of miserable existence I tried to save you from. The kind of pathetic poverty and meaningless crap of a life that only the bottom 1% ever lived through. That's what awaits you. Not a hero's welcome, not a place in history, you will be the forgotten, loathsome son of the president, a piece of trivia. You want to invite oblivion? You want to be a lost soul with no future or support? No apartment? No do-nothing job? No money? And no family. You actually want this. It's hard to find a monologue in there that was very long. <laughs> it's like, why didn't I write longer monologues? I'm such a windbag, usually.
0: <laughs> I really wanted to say Matt's line after that. The I welcome it. <laughs>
1: Right. It, it, I was fighting, fighting my Frank Underwood yeah. impersonation the whole Well, I was about to say, time. like, this
0: totally feels like something you would, you would hear in a political, like, thriller, kind of, like that, uh, like that idea of the sense of privilege of growing up in a wealthy or politically uh, important family and just what they can get away with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I, I really liked it. Still like it. Current, well, thank you. current tenses is included. But yeah, that was so good. I really want you to record it because I think it'll be really, really good.
1: Yeah, I think if I get to a place, uh, I think I want to do one solid rewrite. And then I think I'll get a little cast together and do, do a recording. And I don't know. Might be fun. Could be uh, actually not a bad idea for a podcast. Yeah. Doing uh, audio dramas of plays.
0: No, I totally agree. Just doing,
1: like, table readings. I need more microphones.
0: (laughs) We're gonna need a bigger microphone.
1: We're gonna need a bigger mic.
0: I feel like I have quoted movies all podcast. Like, that's,
1: like... You've quoted movies all your life. Well, that's true. You came out of the womb and said, I'm getting too old for this shit.
0: Which is is weird. Which is very weird. Because I'm pretty sure that movie came out around the time I was born.
1: You were very yeah. hip even then, Adair. Yeah. You were you were up on trends.
0: Did I tell you about how I impressed a 14-year-old on Friday? Well, let with, me paint you a picture yeah. with words.
1: Yeah, it was with your your knowledge of... Uh,
0: Pop culture. Comic books? No, it was... I always... Like, he always likes that I know about comics, but it was... We went to a movie. My sister, Maya, and my nephew, we went and saw... It wasn't a good movie. Um... But there were a bunch of trailers.
1: I'm, so, I'm sorry, you went and saw what?
0: I saw Ghost in the Shell.
1: Why are you so uncomfortable saying this? Because I
0: didn't like it. I don't okay. want to like say it because I feel like then it becomes like I promoted it, and <laughs> I do not approve this message.
1: Is it is it because of the quality of the film or the whitewash? Um,
0: honestly, it was a really pretty film. Like it was pretty, and I thought that was cool. But I felt like. And I even understood partially why they cast Scarlett Johansson as the lead. Like I even kind of understood that. But I just think even if you're going to do it the way you do it, where where they're like have they're whitewashing and they're having an, a white actress play an Asian character, because I mean in a way it's like it's just this brain inside a shell, and it is this like loss of identity. And so almost having it be a whitewashed character, it it means an even stronger loss of identity. But even in that case, I think there are just so many other actresses that could have done that role a little bit better. Because she has, like, her strictness um, as a character, I feel like it just didn't play quite right. And I guess I just saw, like, a Mary Elizabeth Winstead-type character. Like, I thought she could have done that better. But I also, like, honestly, for me, I would have rather had it been, a, a, like, an Asian or an Asian American actress um, play it. I just, that's that's how it is in the animation. Like that's, I like it that way. But I could see many other actors playing this role a little bit stronger with a, few, a bit more nuance. And for me, it was almost just like Agent Romanoff in the first, in her first appearance in like Iron Man 2, where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're tough, but you're a woman, but like, you're pretty like strict and you don't you don't take any shit. And it kind of just felt like that. You didn't. It fe- wasn't
1: a different enough character.
0: No, it wasn't. Um, but I mean, there were some That's really there were some really interesting parts to it, and some of the other smaller roles. Have you ever watched
1: it. the Have you ever watched the anime?
0: I've watched part of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, watch the the movie the the first adaptation the the original anime is very compelling. Yeah, it's
0: really good. I I watched it when I was um, oh god, what year was this? I lived in Seattle, but I was a little bit in college. And so I fell asleep. But as happens sometimes. But yeah, so it's one of those things, though. I really. I had. I, I don't know. I, I didn't really want to see it. It was just sort of, you know, free movie. But my nephew thought it was very cool before, like when we were watching the trailers before the trailer had hit, like, a 15-second mark, I would, like, lean over to him and tell him what the trailer was for, and he would just be like, how do you know this? And I'm like, I'm a savant.
1: You're like, too much time on the internet. Yeah, I
0: was like, Jack, you, you'll understand this someday. There's very few things I know, but this is one of them. But yeah, my nephew's becoming just this amazing human being, though, and it's so stunning to watch. Like, he's just so empathetic, and... You know, he just listens, and I've never met a fourteen-year-old that's more dedicated to their grandparent than my nephew is to my mom. Like it's just, he's amazing. I love him so much, and I and I wasn't until like I was spent some time with just him and my sister on Friday, and just the amount of like, he was just so like tender towards me, and just this idea that he's so much taller than me now, and I held him when he was like three minutes old like I cut oh. his umbilical cord like it, I mean I've known him do you
1: still have it
0: yes because that's because if you that. eat
1: that you'll get taller no I'm good no trust me trust me my naturopath told me that's that's all you have to do
0: all right well I mean I'm gonna go on the, the deep net now yeah, he's just See,
1: it's a cure. It's a cure for shortness that big pharma is trying to suppress. Of just got these tall people's umbilical cords. Of
0: course, I'm shocked that Austin hasn't taken hold of this. He seems kind of diabolical. He's diabolic. just
1: having a hard time catching a tall person. <laughs> and you know, if you get one from the hospital, it's a grab bag because you don't know. You don't know if they're going to be tall.
0: <laughs> true, very true. Uh, but yeah, he he's just this amazing human, and it's been really awesome to spend that time with him but he was just so sweet on when I spent time with him on Friday and it just made me very happy because you know he's a 14 year old boy and I don't feel often that I'm cool enough to hang out with him Aww. but yeah you know, we talked about scuba diving and kendo because he does kendo but yeah he's he's a great kid he's going to Italy for like a month and a half this summer which blows my mind
1: Ah, oh, who goes to Italy honestly I
0: do um but the not at 14. Um, but yeah, he's very excited. He's been talking to me a lot about that because I went to Italy and so he was, asks me like interesting things about it and where to go, I'm like, well, I can give you a lot of information about Florence, very little <laughs> about most of the other cities. Florence and Venice, those are my main, my main places. Went to Rome for all of like 12 hours. so.
1: That's all the Pope even spends there. I know,
0: right? Especially this new cool Pope. He's like, ciao, and then walks away. <laughs> he like, he surfs away. I don't know how, but he, he's figured it out. He's one with God.
1: Was um, that your recommendation for me this week? The Pope?
0: The new Pope. <laughs> no, don't watch that. I couldn't get through the first episode. Um, oh, recommendations for you uh, this week. Let me see. I've been listening to Comedy Bang Bang. And yeah, that is great. And, uh, also checking out secret weapons productions, uh, website. There's two really great interviews with the podcast hosts of this podcast, which I like that you and I what? were the first podcast hosts featured on that. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're kind of a big deal. I like your voguing right now. Um, you
1: don't, you don't have to describe it for them. This is just mm-hmm. me being me. I don't
0: have to, but I want to. Um,
1: i just living my truth.
0: I know you are I know you are um uh i wa- i watched 13, thirteen reasons why i honestly I don't recommend it for you right now uh be in a good place, okay, I read the book and so I was curious about it because of the book and um it's it's a very well done show, but it is incredibly hard to watch, mm. especially if you are unhappy so i don't necessarily recommend that right now and you know if you want to be a good friend i recommend you flying to seattle in two weeks because monday april 24th for culture is premiering their poetry on buses launch and uh there were 1600 poems submitted about 300 chosen and then 100 are being put on buses around Seattle, and one of those poems was written by me.
1: I expect you to go bus hunting. No, I'm not going to. It was pictures. funny because
0: someone was like, are you going to like look for it? I'm like, no. Do you know how many buses are in Seattle? I'm not going to find that thing. <laughs> like, there's no way. I think this is just their, like, it's like a ruse to get people to ride more tra- public transportation because they're so into their own words. <laughs> But,
1: Poets are poor. They'll ride the bus.
0: <laughs> exactly, but yeah. So it's um, it's at the Moore Theater at six uh, or at seven thirty p.m. If you want to see my I didn't poem. Didn't get the invite. Well, uh, I would invite you on Facebook if you wanted. But, and then it told me that my poem will premiere in October on the website. They're gonna pre- they do like a premiere thing for each poem, and each poem gets a day. And they were like, your poem will be like October, like. 22nd or something i'm like cool i'll remember that uh i also recommend that you watch the newest snl with louis ck
1: that i will check out i enjoy me some louis ck most of the time i'm like an 80 percent with louis ck every once in a while i'm like "Eh."
0: sometimes i get really sad
1: yeah i'm like why oh man if you didn't have kids i think you'd have walked off a bridge by now
0: yeah um so what are your recommendations
1: I would recommend um, a podcast called Lore.
0: You've recommended that before.
1: I have recommended that before. So I'm going to recommend a different podcast. I'm thinking of the podcasts that have been slowly driving me insane. Uh, I've listened to Lore when I've
0: cooked before, and I'm just like, oh, God.
1: It's and weird. then they got
0: to the castle, and then everyone was murdered. What? What's going oh, on? I'm <laughs> I mean, not hungry anymore. Why is this so dark?
1: Um, no, there's a uh, there's one called We're Alive, which is a zombie uh, drama podcast mm. that's been running since 2009. Damn. And I just started it from the beginning, and it's a little choppy prose at times, but the production value is solid. Um, and I'm interested enough to see where it goes. It's, uh, I'll listen to it while I walk the dog, you know. That's,
0: that's good. A good one. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and, uh, Angie Tribeca. Just, uh, I've just been watched s- the pilot. I've been
0: seeing a lot of ads because the second season's coming up. Is it good? Like, I've heard I, it's just really I'm, weird.
1: The pilot, I mean, it is, it's, it's shticky. It's real sh- I, the pilot made me laugh very, very hard. Okay. But it's very wacky zany like over the top so over the top it's great
0: yeah i mean you know me i'm so over the top
1: well uh i'm going to make my wife some dinner
0: okay i'm i want to i want to leave you with one question
1: and that would be if
0: you were to be one book character right now who would you be
1: if i am am i picking an idealistic
0: no like how you're feeling right now
1: Oh, if I was one book character, uh... What's the name of the kid from The Catcher in the Rye?
0: Holden Caulfield.
1: I'm his bartender.
0: Slow Claps and Rewrites is painstakingly produced by Adair Rice and Daniel Crary.
1: It is edited with extreme prejudice by Adair Rice.
0: Slow Claps and Rewrites is a part of the Secret Weapon Productions Library.
1: Copyright M M X V I. I.
0: 2017.
1: All rights reserved. Until we've been dead for 70 years.